For this okay, Parshas Vayera. This has two, uh, I would say, three very famous stories. We have the story of Abraham just had his uh, circumcision, had his bris, and he was not feeling that great, and he was not happy that he didn't have any guests. Mm -hmm. That's the famous story where he ends up getting guests. That's one famous story. And he finds out that he's going to have a baby. Uh, you know, he waited not, waited uh, about 90 years for that. So that's a pretty big deal. Then we have the infamous story of, you know, it was a commonly known as Stom and Gomorrah, right? Where the city, that's pretty much our tradition. It seems that most stories point to that that's how the Dead Sea came into existence. God uh, turned um, five cities into uh, sulfur. And then the last is, is uh, I, will, I will say proudly, is a, because unfortunately recently I've heard this story called Infamous. And that is unfortunate because it's not infamous. The story of the binding of Isaac. Now, while it may be a hard story to understand, uh, Judaism certainly does not um, uh, put that story on a pedestal, and we invoke it as a good story uh, on Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. So those are three three of the big stories, and we'll see what we have time to get through some uh, some nice ideas. So the first one I wanted to do, uh, wanted to focus on was uh, the parsha starts off that. Um, Abraham is, 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 is pining for guests, and um, we, uh, we see that a person is uh, supposed to, to have guests. A person is supposed to want to, is supposed to um, in general, obviously you can't do something at the uh, expense of your, of your own needs, but a person should want to give. And that's just a very simple idea, but it's just so profound and central to uh, to life. To be, even if you can't give, uh, to want to give. That's point number one. Uh, it goes without um, goes without saying. The next point is that this is the hard part. Many many of us we want to give when it's convenient, but we learn from Abraham that you got to give even when it's difficult. And it's not necessarily supposed to be easy. It's not necessarily supposed to be pleasant. Doesn't mean it shouldn't be, um, you know, detrimental. It shouldn't be at all. It shouldn't be something that's not healthy. But it's okay if something, I can tell you, I can't tell you, you know, my, my wife and I do a lot of hosting. And we love all of our friends and guests. But there's no question that there were times when uh, it wasn't so easy and it wasn't so pleasant, mainly to my wife and children's credit. Um, but that's something that uh, we learned clearly from Abraham, that kindness is not something that is, oh, for when things are perfect and convenient. Kindness mo most often is when uh, it just needs to happen. So what's another thing that, uh, that we learn from Abraham. So Abraham is sitting there talking to God. And he says, excuse me, God, I got to go deal with these three strangers out there. 
And Rashi asked the question, what's up with that? He's in the middle of talking to God, and he says, hey, God, one second. Imagine someone's talking to the President of the United States, and he says, hey, wait one second. I got to see who's out there. Even people, even today's, uh, you know, uh, a social media addicted generation that we are, we still want to do that. And, and so the uh, Rashi says famously that that was what Hashem wanted. Abraham knew that that's what Hashem wanted, and Hashem and, and the Torah is teaching us that that's how important helping other people is sometimes. It's even more important than hanging out with God. Now, of course, God wasn't insulted, but uh, that, that, that's one of the, the ideas. The other one is you see from the words how friendly and much respect he gave to these people he never even met. Now, the question the, the, um, the uh, Slonim Rebbe asks, he says, it seems inappropriate. Okay, you want to be hospitable, you want to be kind, but you are talking to God. So how is, it, how is it appropriate to walk away from God? The Nesiva Shalom says an amazing thing. He says that what is disrespectful? If I'm talking to you and I go do something else, what's not nice about it? What's not nice about it is um, I'm showing you to some degree that you don't matter. Says the Slana Mareba, says the Nasiva Shalom, when I take, if I stop what I'm doing with you and I help your kids, that shows how much I love you. you mankind, this world is all God's children. So what Abraham was doing, what Abraham was doing when leaving his God, he wasn't leaving God. He was staying with God. He was showing you, God, I love you so much. I'm going to go take care of your kids for a few minutes. And that we know as a parent what, you know, we have so, I know at this point in my life, I know certainly uh, I'm not experienced as much as other, as other people, but I do have three children who are not living at home right now. They're in Yeshiva, Baruch Hashem. And um, whenever I hear someone hosts them or helps them out, I really appreciate it. It's fantastic. It almost, it's almost appreciate it more than when someone helps me. So that's a beautiful idea that we see from uh, the Son of Marebo. And Noach Weinberg, of, of blessed memory, says a similar idea, but a little different twist. We all know I, I, I'm not very good with um, euphemisms, so I'm probably going to fudge it. But there's an idea that the... Um, like, when I emulate you, that's the biggest form of flattery, right? That's, a, that's the biggest form of respect. And one of the greatest commandments that we have is to emulate God. What Abraham was doing, it's kind of like when a kid wants to show off to his parents or to a teacher. So Abraham's talking to God. And Abraham says, you know what, God, I'm going to show you that I'm going to do what you do. And he goes and he takes care of, of people. And that and that is what... Uh, Another lesson the Torah is teaching us. Because the Torah spends so much time over here. All these details about this story, how he takes care of his guests. And it's there for us to, to mine it for um, lessons. So the story continues. And, and what is the first thing that, that Abraham says to these guests? He says, 
take some water, and I'll get you a little bit of bread. It says, I'll give you I'll give you some bread. Not very glorious, you know, especially Abraham was a known as a fabulously wealthy man. They're coming off the street, these hungry, hungry travelers. And what does he say? He says, I uh he says, I um take some take a little bread. So Rabbi Sol Salanter says brings out a a, a a very point you wouldn't have noticed. I never heard this before. He says that of course they knew that 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 um, there's gonna be a big festive meal. This is Abraham's house, the famous Abraham who had guests from everywhere. But you ever know sometimes you're in a situation where you're just starving, you came from the big trip, you had a long day, and someone invites you for dinner. And, and you just need to eat something. So we learned from Abraham to be sensitive to people's needs. And he says, you know what? Look, just take some bread. It's not, it's just, you know, have something to eat. I'm sure you're hungry. I'm sure you're, 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 you're thirsty. And, and, and that was the idea. Now, the Das Sofer says a fascinating point from this. He says, you know, if, so, if you feel like someone goes out of their way for you, in a big way. You know what most of us feel? We feel uncomfortable. We don't want to be an imposition to anyone, right? I know someone right now, they have a tremendous amount of need, but they won't take any help because it's uncomfortable for them. And I appreciate that. And we all like that. That's normal. That's the way Hashem made us. So what Abraham was doing, he didn't want to start off and put on this big spread. He's nervous. They wouldn't even come in. They'd be like, nah, this is making me uncomfortable. What does he do? He says, yeah, you know, here's some bread and water. Then they, they, they say, you know, what's the big deal? Bread and water, it's not going to be a big imposition. And then they come in. So we have to be sensitive whenever we're being kind to people. It's not easy, but we have to find a way to make them feel comfortable and not like embarrassed to take our help. Now, we all know how to do this with kids. With kids, somehow, we're able to, like, you know, make kids feel sometimes like uh, like they're needed, even if, you know, we kind of don't need them to do something. So the truth is adults are like that, too. Adults, we, we all need that little uh, feeling good. Now, the story continues, and it really gets all detailed, and it says they got butter, and they got milk, and they got this kind of meat, and that kind of meat. What's the Torah trying to tell us? The Torah is trying to tell us that even if you got servants, which Avram had a lot of servants, and even if you don't need it, but there's an idea of being involved yourself. We see this by Shabbos also. There's a special mitzvah, even if someone has lots of help, and they really don't need you to help with something. There's a mitzvah to do something yourself. And that is that applies to helping others also, you know? I'm in the fundraising. I've always been in the fundraising uh, sector. You know, there's people who just write a check, and there's people who sometimes do things. If, if someone has a lot of money, it's easy to write a check. Sometimes it's harder to actually give someone your time to, to, to give your, your actual effort. Okay, moving along here. There's just so many things to look at. Verse Now, this verse is a very famous one. Verse 9, so God 
you know, uh, Abraham and Sarah take care of the guests. They're all great. They're resting. Then they continue the conversation. And God says to um, Abraham, oh, no, it's not God, actually. I think this is the angel. Yeah, the angels who are disguised as human beings. Some opinions say Abraham realized that. Some say he didn't. Um, so the angels say to, to Abraham, where's your wife? Now, they knew where the wife was. He knew where his wife was. And Abraham says, in the tent. So Rashi famously here says, he quotes the Gemara, and he says that the angels wanted to endear Sarah to her husband. Now, mind you, they've been married for a very, very long time. And I'm sure they had a beautiful marriage, and I'm sure they knew every. But yet, even after many years of marriage, says the Gemara, that they, the angels wanted to bring out to Abraham that he would appreciate something about his wife. And all the marriage books point out from here that you see that you never, and it's really not just to marriage, it's really for everything, that you never can take for granted someone. You never can make someone feel more appreciated you got to work on your relationships till the till till there till till forever, and even Abraham and even so and so, you know, you always you see you have friends and family. You all, never assume that someone is above an attaboy or at a girl. Uh, everyone likes to be complimented and appreciated, and and people need to need help sometimes. Rec, you know, appreciating the people in uh, in in their um, in their lives. So that's a famous idea. Now, this one is another piece of marriage advice, and and it's certainly a good piece of um, uh, of, of advice for for everything in life. So in chapter eighteen, verse thirteen, this is a hard idea, but it's it's, it's important. So at this point, angels go away. God says to Abraham, by, he says to him, verse, what did I say? Verse 13. God says to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Remember, they got informed, they're 80 and 90 years old, they're going to have a child. Now the commentaries tell us that Sarah was physically not capable. She didn't have a womb. Yeah, baby, without a womb. So Sarah laughed. So God goes to Abraham and he says, why does Sarah laugh? And what happens at this point, um, God quotes Sarah and says, Sarah said, um, oh, that's funny. I'm too old to have a kid. Now, if you look in the verse, that's not what she said. She said, that's funny. My husband's old. And when God quoted it back to Abraham, the husband, he is God's extreme sensitivity. He says to God, he says, I'm sorry, he says to Abraham, your wife, your wife laughed and said that she's old. 
And Talmud here very famously says that um, it's mutar leshanot mepnei shalom. Sometimes it's okay to say a little white lie, to change things a little bit, try not to lie straight out, but but to in, for the sake of peace, you don't always have to say everything, or you don't have to say it exactly how it is. And that is an idea that in 21st century is gone. It's gone. Anyone who knows life, you don't... TMI. What's TMI? Too much information. You don't have to tell everyone everything. Even if you have a wonderful relationship with a friend or a family member, too much information. It's a lot, You don't have to say everything. And sometimes you can even change it a little bit to keep the peace. For example... I heard a story once from a great rabbi. He said, let's say you have a husband. His wife keeps asking him to do something, and he keeps forgetting it. And finally, he remembers to do it. And it's fine. It's taken care of. But she asks him, when did you do it? So he doesn't have to sit there and tell her all the nitty-gritties if she's going to be frustrated with it. This is such a, there's so much hurt that happens out there because people feel the need to say all the facts about everything at all costs without thinking. I heard it from a friend of mine who's a therapist. He said a nice term. He says that sometimes when people, they want to apologize, they end up causing more damage with the apology because they need to apologize. So they go over to someone and they tell them, I really did to hurt them. They said, I hope you'll forgive me. And they, instead of helping the person they leveled the person and this we learned from god himself who says you know what it's okay to not say everything it's okay sometimes to say things a little bit differently just to keep the peace uh, obviously you don't want to be an outright liar but the user use your wisdom moving on to the next story so you could sit and mind that story all day but here you have the God says to um, Abraham how much he loves him. He says, you're going, to have, you're going to have a child, and you're going to have a great nation. But then he says, you know what, Abraham, you and I are close. There's something about to happen, and I have to tell you about it. And this is what about, was about to happen, that God was going to right near Abraham to wipe out thousands of people. And God says, I must tell Abraham about this. He says, shall I conceal this from Abraham, my good friend, now that Abraham is surely to become a great and mighty nation? God, Abraham has to know. And then God almost writes a love letter to Abraham and the Jewish people. He says, for I have loved him. Why do I love him? Think about this. Because he commands his children and his household that they keep the way of God, which is what? Doing charity and justice. The Torah says, stucca, to do stucca. God loves Abraham because he teaches and he proliferates and stands for tzedakah. And, and, and think about it. Here's the beginning of the Jewish people. Abraham kept the whole Torah. He's the most spiritual, metaphysical being to, to walk the planet, maybe to ever walk the planet. And what's the thing, the salient feature that God says, I love you so much. 
you would think maybe because he shared God with the world. That's not what it says. It says because he he proliferated and taught his children to do tzedakah, to give charity, to be kind. And we see how, how important that is. And, and this is something that a person always has to keep in mind when, when, we, when we go about being good Jews. Uh, it always has to be with this in mind. Can't just think, oh, I love Shabbos, but then you forget about sensitivities. I love kosher, I forget about sensitivities. Part and parcel of what God loves so much about Abraham and the Jewish people is that we're charitable, kind people. So, story continues. What happens? God tells Abraham, you know what? I got to destroy these people. He says, because there's crying coming from these cities. And their sin has become too much. There's too much sinning there. What is the sin? So the commentators say, the sin was, it did a lot of bad things. But what was the clincher? It was that, Rabbi Yonah says, that people were not doing kindness. They had affairs and they were mean and they stole. But he says that they, the, the biggest problem was is that you weren't allowed to be kind. You weren't allowed to do kindness to people. That is what was the clincher. And again, we see from here how, how important that is. Now, what was it there? What was so not nice that they did? So there's two general schools of thought, which is talked about in Ethics of the Fathers. And I'm going to focus on one of them because it's a little bit, little bit more uh, subtle. So it says in Ethics of the Fathers, it discusses there, what was this character trait? What epitomized the city of Sodom and the other cities? And it says there, a hard to understand line, it says, if I view the world that what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours, that is stone. Now on the surface, it's a little bit intriguing. What's so wrong with that? What's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. Sounds pretty respectful. Sounds pretty civil. It's certainly what I think the United States is predicated on. You know, you your business, I mind my business, you mind your business. And that's the problem. Stone. When you is one thing if I don't do kindness, but there's one thing if I I I have nothing to do with you. Mine is mine, yours is yours. I don't want help from you. You don't want help from me. We're not in this together. We don't care about people. We're just about ourselves. If someone lives just for themselves, then everything goes. Everything goes. There's nothing that's not open ground. And we see this today. We see this today. This idea of that I'll mind, I'm gonna, you don't bother me, I don't bother you. That's not the way the world's meant to be. The world's meant for people to have interaction. We gotta give for each other, we have to care about each other. We have to care about each other so much that if we can, we're willing to say something to someone else that may make them a little bit uncomfortable because we care about them. And that was this idea that proliferated 
Sodom. It, it was just mine is mine and yours is yours. And that, although it sounds respectful, it's actually extremely dangerous. One more idea, then we'll do a quick uh, wrap up. So later on in the Torah portion, we find that Avraham built an A-shell. What is an A-shell? Well, an A-shell literally translates as a tree. It says that he planted an A-shell in the city of Beersheba, and there he proclaimed the name of God. So what's so amazing? He planted this tree and he calls out to God. What is that? What's going on? So Rashi brings down that he planted a tree. It means that he set up a guest house. It had food. It had shelter. uh, It um, had a place to sleep. And we see from here, because what's the next line? He set up a a place for kindness. And then it said he proclaimed the name of God. Somehow, there was a direct connection with kindness and proclaiming God. Now, simply put, what he did was that was actually how he he uh, he um, he got the word out about God. It was a great place to visit. He took care of people, and then after they ate, after they were comfortable, he said, "You know, where'd you get the food from?" And he said, "Well, I got it from God." But on a much more deeper level, what it means is that if I want to influence you or you want to influence someone else, they have to feel that you care about them. And caring the way you show someone you care about them is kindness. If you want, let's say you have an idea. Yeah, I want to share with someone how beautiful Shabbos is. Now, they're not going to be interested in what I have to say if they don't think I care about them. And the way, only way they're going to know I care about them is if I'm kind to them. In fact, the famous Rabbi Solislamter was, was famous to say that your physical needs is my spirituality. Even though for myself, maybe I certainly shouldn't be so focused on my physical needs, but, but someone else's needs is a holy thing. So let's review quickly. We learned so much from the story with Avraham and his guests. We learned how much, how much a person should should want to do kindness, should want to do kindness even when it's hard, and even when you can't, at least to want to do it. And even if you can't really help someone, to, to do whatever you can. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be, you know, to have the world's best accommodations, but just do whatever you can for, for, for someone else. And that may even be more... Uh, more important to God, that you do whatever you can. We learn how friendly and respectful you have to be. We learn how Hashem understood and wanted Abraham to show priority to how he is so important to take care of people. And that was how God showed to, Abraham showed to God how much he cared about God by showing, look, I'm going to take care of your kids. I'm going to emulate you. We learned from Rabbi Israel Salanta to be very sensitive to people's needs, and if someone needs something, don't make them wait. We learned from one second. We learned how that when you give do kindness to someone to try to make sure they don't they feel as least embarrassed as possible. They shouldn't feel like they're um, they're you know they're they're being in an imposition. Uh, to us. 
we learn how one of the most important things a person can do is to uh, be very involved themselves. Another thing we learned is that a ne person never could take for granted their relationships. You always have to keep being nice to people and no one's above being appreciated. Learned about sometimes you got to be careful what you say. You don't have to say everything. You don't have to say things exactly how they are. You got to keep the peace. You got to keep the peace. We, uh, we learned how Hashem told Abraham what, why he loved him. He was a kind person. That's what he loved about him. And that he was going to continue to teach that. We learn what not to be. Don't be like stone. We can't just care about ourselves. And lastly, we learned that the best way to influence someone is to show them how much you care. So be kind to them. And that, that, that itself often, even that's all you have to do sometimes. If a person knows that you care about them and you're kind to them. And... Um, yeah. One last idea, uh, just uh, as my, we see that in the story of the guests, God, Abraham includes his kids. And that is just beyond important that we can't just, uh, can't just, just, just care about that we're good. We have to want to care about that. Other people should be kind, our children, our friends, our family. So have a good Shabbos. Have a loving Shabbos. It's a Shabbos project this week. So God is looking down at the world and saying, what a wonderful, unified, kind people. Good Shabbos.